0: good afternoon my nlh family it is again i'm learning more and more how privileged we are when we get an opportunity to speak on behalf of the lord it is in fact i'm realizing more and more that each time we speak we are speaking as messengers taking the message of god we are continuing our four-part four series that we have been looking at at the Covenant. The first week, we started by asking this question. If restoring humanity to divine relationship is so important to God, why has He chosen and included you? I am praying that over the weeks that you would have been understanding even more your role your part to play, why God chose you and how he has equipped you to play this role. The first week we looked at the covenant stipulates God's unbreakable promise. And we recognize that God made a promise to man that was just read in Jeremiah 31 31 to 34, that God made a promise to, to man and that promise he will not break. He says the covenant will be different. The covenant that he, that he made was the, not the covenant that he's making, it's not the covenant that he made with the ancestors of Israel and Judah. But it was a new covenant with better promises. Better covenant, better promises, a new mediator who himself was, was God. The second week we looked at the new covenant stipulates the new command the path of righteousness. And we looked at the new command that the new command was love. To love as loved. And God was calling and has been calling us at NLH to love the way he has loved us. He said, I have forgiven you. When you needed to be forgiven, go and forgive as I have forgiven you. I have provided for you as you, I, I, when you are in need. So go and do likewise. In essence, God was saying, "Everything I did for you, I want you to go and do for others, likewise in the same way, same desire, nothing less." As I heard Kashina said, "Nothing less." Then last week we heard from Reverend Heron, where he comes and he says to us, the new covenant guarantees more. There is more than you and I are aware of. Sometimes we find ourselves still living according to the old covenant. And he shared with us last week that there are a contrast and a a contrast to the old covenant. Not that it, it is discontinued, but there is a continuity to the old covenant that makes this covenant better. And this week, I want to share with us that the covenant stipulates the Holy Spirit of the empowering transformation. So here it is, God says, I am going to do this. He makes a promise and he binds it to us by oath. And he says, when man sin, and because man sin, I have to die in man's place. And so what God does, he came and he made a promise that he could not break. He says, I will not break this promise. I am going to fulfill this promise, even if it takes my life to fulfill it. That's what he says. And so he sent his son, Jesus, still God, who came in the form of man to die so that you and I today can sit down feeling forgiven. You and I would have had to travel miles and distance with calves and with goats and with sheep just to seek forgiveness, but Jesus made it it simple. And so this morning, I want you to just bow your heads with me as I ask the Lord to just come and lead me and speak through me so that it is his words that you will hear and not mine. The Father, no foreign gods can never take your place. God, no matter what, God, no matter what, whether people worship you or not, you are God above all common G-gods. And because of that, Lord, no God, no DBDB. God, nobody, no one can take your place. No one can stand in your place. No one can come and vie for your for, for, for the victory that is already yours. Because not because you fought for it, but because it is yours. And so, Father, today as I speak on your behalf, Father, I pray that the message that your people will hear is a message that is appointed and anointed. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to pour your oil upon this message this morning. So what your people will hear is a dynamic word that will bring transformation in their hearts. What your people will hear is a dynamic word that you will empower and equip them to obey. So, Father, speak to your children today. And cause their hearts to be willing and obedient. Father, I give you thanks. I give you my life. I give you my mind. I give you my tongue. I give you everything of me today. Lord, you know how prepared or unprepared I am. And so I ask, Lord God, that you will bypass me altogether. And you do the speaking. Here I am. A vessel offered to you. Use me, Father, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we started out, as I said, by sharing with you where we are going. And today, we want to continue the series, as I shared earlier to look at the covenant, the command and the spirit, looking at how the, the Holy Spirit empowers, the new command stipulates that the Holy Spirit empowers, is the empowering transformation. By looking at that topic, we will be contrasting the role of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament or in the Old Covenant and in the New Covenant, and how the New Covenant stipulates that the Holy Spirit is the empowering transformation. When God enters into covenantal relationship with men, he verbally declares, he's binding himself to his creation and sovereignly institutes a life and death bond. He stipulates the covenant and the signs of the covenant and then he stipulates the commandment of the covenant and the Holy Spirit work to fulfill the covenant. As I prepared this morning, I started to be realize that I am so privileged as I shared with you earlier, and I'm realizing that without the Holy Spirit, we, we are ineffective. Without the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we are ineffective. No matter how much you do, no matter how much work you do, no matter how many speeches you prepare, at the end of the day, without the Holy Spirit, you're quite very ineffective you and i need the holy spirit each day you and i need the holy spirit each day to just live committed to god you and i need the holy spirit each day just to be devoted to the father and so i say to you today Whether I don't know what your beliefs are, I don't know what your thoughts are or what what you believe about the Holy Spirit. But I say to you this morning, without the Holy Spirit, we are futile. Without the Holy Spirit, we are fruitless. Without the Holy Spirit, we are ineffective. Without the Holy Spirit, we are just dead men walking. And so this morning, I want to share with you the role of the Holy Spirit. How different it is in the New Covenant from the Old Covenant. So let us look at what the Holy Spirit did in the Old Covenant. In the Old Covenant, which we know is a Mosaic Covenant, the one that God made with Moses on Mount Sinai, where he committed to be their God, where he committed to take them and to take them out, when he took them out of Egypt, and committed to lead them into the Promised Land. The Old Covenant is no longer in effect because the Holy Spirit's present then was not universal among the uh, people of God. The Holy Spirit was limited then to a selective few who God had chosen for a specific purpose and for a period of time. Let me repeat, in the old covenant, the Holy Spirit's present was not universally spread or distributed among the people of God. He was limited to a selective few for a specific purpose and for a period of time. The Holy Spirit came upon specific individuals such as prophets, kings and judges to equip and empower them for specific tasks, roles or specific purpose, such as prophesying, leading the people or performing mighty acts within the covenant community. So you know that for, just by that statement alone, if you and I were around when the old covenant was in effect, you and I would not have had the Holy Spirit. We could not have even had it. We, we may, maybe some of us would have been considered because God may have given us some of our special privileges. But when we look at the people that God, were, God was using, then you had to be either a king, a prophet, or you had to be someone who was leading God's people. Or you had to be someone that God was using for a specific task. So let us look at the example that of the Holy Spirit equipping men in the Old Testament. So in the Old Testament, we see in Ezekiel 3, verse 12, we see the Spirit lifting Ezekiel up. And giving him the vision and a message to share with the Israelites. Ezekiel had received the divine message to deliver to the people. He was a prophet. Again, we see in 1 Samuel 10, verse 10, the spirit of the Lord empowered Sam, Saul, King Saul, and he, and, and, and he prophesied and he led the people into battle. In, 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 in Judges 14, verse 6, we see that the spirit of the Lord coming upon Samson and he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. We see God choosing these men. Again, we see in Exodus 31, verse 3, God choosing craftsmen and artisans to equip them to do this craft, the, the special skills of the construction of the tabernacle and other sacred objects. The Lord Phil Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Ur of the tribe of Judah, with wisdom and understanding, with knowledge and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver and bronze. So we see that the Holy Spirit was working with specific people, that he had assigned specific purposes to fulfill his purpose. So in the Old old Covenant, we we recognize what was happening. When you go back to the Old Testament, that was the Old Covenant that God was, was, was doing. But God one day says, I am going to make a new covenant. And I thank him every day. Every day I thank him for this new covenant. Because if it wasn't for this new covenant, you and I would not be sitting here this morning. You and I would not be sitting even entertaining or being filled or even knowing what it feels like to have the Holy Spirit. But God said, I will make a new covenant. And he said, this covenant is not going to be the, the old covenant. He said, in this covenant, I am going to, I'm, I, I, I will make the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions, in the, not on top of their foreheads not tight around their hands as we see the Jewish people still are doing because they still are yet to understand that the Messiah has come and with him coming he left and sent the Holy Spirit imagine how much they're they're losing out on they're still looking for the Messiah to come the Messiah came and left and sent the Holy Spirit. So they have missed out on a whole ball game. They have missed out on so much. But God says, I am going to write upon their heart my laws and my instructions in their minds, and I'm going to write it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord. Why? because God says the new covenant comes with the new stipulations for with the holy spirit in Jeremiah thirty-one, God says the new covenant stipulates that God would put His law deep down in your hearts and in my heart. That for me, the Hallelujah moment. That is not a moment to sit down to be quiet. That's not hallelujah. a to sit down. That's a Hallelujah moment that God wrote it differently for you and I. In Hebrews 15, verses 15 to 18, the, whole, the, the, um, the writer says and testify that the Holy Spirit testifies that this is so. For he says, this is the new covenant I will make with my people. He repeats it. On that day, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. In Romans 15, we see that the, the, the Holy Spirit role expanded. Because in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 31, he said, I'm just going to write on their hearts. I'm going to write in their minds. They will no longer need to teach anybody. They are going to be my people and I'm going to be their God. I will forgive their wickedness. But he reiterated in, in Hebrews 15 and he says, by forgiving the sins of the people under the new covenant, the Holy Spirit would work in the hearts of believers. He would convict them of sin. He would lead them to repentance. He would guide them to obey God's new covenant. And he would assure that them that of God's forgiveness and reconciliation through faith in Jesus Christ. So right there and then you realize God says, I, will, I have already in this new covenant given the Holy Spirit a job, a work that the masses will now benefit not only the selected few, not only the kings and those who I have called to be prophets or those who I have given the skills to go and make craftsmen craftsmanship, God says rather than relying solely on the external commandments to do the work, the commandments where men had to memorize the Ten Commandments, and the Jews have six hundred and fifteen commandments, the, the laws that they have to to know. God says, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to indwell believers, enabling them to have a personal and inward relationship with God that leads them to obey. So God said, you know, this Holy Spirit not only just come and be there, just living and and, and dormant, you know. I'm going to come to our Lord, send the Holy Spirit so that he indwells believers. No longer will he be in Elijah's rod. Sorry, in Moses' rod or in Elijah's Elijah's uh, mantle. But I am going to allow the Holy Spirit to indwell them. And because they are now indwell, they now can live right, upright for me. They can now have a personal and a inward relationship with me. I, God is saying to you, listen, I hope you am not getting it, you know. God said, you don't have to walk around no more and try to live by the old commandments, you know. He said, you don't have to walk around no more and try to memorize, you know. He said, I have given you new commandments. And with this new commandments, I have given you the Holy Spirit that will enable you to live. He will indwell you. And because he indwells you, you can now have a better relationship. You can know have an intimate relationship. You can know have a personal relationship with God that leads you to obey. So obedience now is possible. Because you now have someone who is working with you to teach you to obey. So when you want to resist, and you, you, ever, you ever have something that you don't want to do? And you say, I don't want to do it, you know, but I find myself yearning to do it that's the Holy Spirit that is indwelling you and commanding you and giving you the ability to be willing. So God says, I will allow the Holy Spirit to indwell you and to enable you to have a personal and an inward relationship with God, one that leads you to obey his commands willingly and from the heart. No longer would the Spirit work with the prophetic people or with those who are kings or with those who God has chosen like a judge. Instead, the Holy Spirit's presence would become expansive and universal. So God said, guess what? Imagine, you can be in your house and you can be reading the word and and the Holy Spirit can teach you. You can call out to him and he empowers you. Everyone now has a direct and a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit because he reveals and enables us to have a deep, intimate relationship with the Father. The Holy Spirit do not come upon, as we saw in the Old Testament, where he came upon, and the scripture says, and the Holy Spirit came upon. Go back and look at those texts that I shared with you. The Holy Spirit came upon, but now the Holy Spirit comes in to indwell and when it comes to indwell it comes is is indwelling is it empowering that you and i need to be witnesses and to go and to prophesy in acts 1 verse 8 paul tells us that but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem And in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In essence, Paul says, when the Holy Spirit comes to indwell you, you change. Things that you couldn't do, you can start doing. The power that you never have, you can now be empowered to do. You can now share the gospel of Christ. Not only in your house, but on the streets. You can now share the gospel of Christ in Honduras, as my mother shared with us earlier. That when the guy heard at the gospel and, and, and he was introduced, do you want to accept Christ as his personal Lord and Savior? What did he say? He said yes. And so God is saying that so not only do you go to Kenya, but you can go to you can go to Honduras, you can go to Florida, you can go all over the places that you can now go because the indwelling one is there to empower you to be witnesses wherever you go. In Acts 22, verses 17 to 18, Paul says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. Look what God is saying. That when it, because this new covenant come with a change, a significant change in the role of the Holy Spirit. Look at what you and I can now do. As women, we will maybe not have had many chances if we were if, if it's if it, if it was how we saw it in the Bible. Luckily for us, Jesus changed it where we saw Jesus had these female females around him, going wherever he went. But as women, you would not have had a chance, but thank God for the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit that comes and changes life. And he says, no longer will I live only in select few, but I will live in everyone who declares Jesus Christ as their Lord. And for me today, I cannot keep silent. I cannot be quiet because I'm saying, God, thank you that you have given me an opportunity to be used. Thank you that you made it possible that I too can be counted. Jesus assures his disciples that the Holy Spirit will empower them when he comes. He will empower them to be witnesses, prophecy, to prophesy, and to receive divine communication and guidance in the extraordinary ways God will communicate with his people. Visions, dreams, God said, I'm gonna give my daughters and my sons visions and dreams, not kings and prophets and, and judges, but everyone. This power that comes from the Holy Spirit is not based on physical strength and authority. It is the power that surpasses human limitations and equip the disciples to fulfill Jesus's mission on earth supernaturally. So I, I said to you earlier that when the Holy Spirit comes and indwells you, you can do things that you could not have done. You can lay on the sick and sit them recover. You can choose to live a holy life. Sin no longer have you bound. Because Jesus said, I have died to set you free. I have forgiven you of your sins. So if you are a sinner the way I was a sinner, the Holy Spirit coming and empowering me to live a holy life is an, an encouragement for me. And should be an encouragement for you. Because no longer do I sin because I must sin. But now I sin because I choose to sin. No longer do I sin because I am held captive by sin. But now I can say to you, I am free because of the empowering presence of the living God. Living inside of me through the Holy Spirit. And he empowers me to live each day a life. That everyone who re- accepts the invitation can come and receive this Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The power, as I said to you before, is that en- you are endued with power. As they are endued with power, they will be transformed. Because you cannot be the same if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. If you you used to be someone who lie every conversation, you're going to watch transformation. You start to lie less and less. You're going to even start desiring to lie less. If you used to steal, you want to stop stealing. If if you're used to anything that you used to commit, if you used to gossip and slander, you're going to watch the desire for that start changing. Less and less. On the other hand, if you find that there's no change happening inside of you, check it. Maybe you don't have the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit, your life will not be changing. The disciples were able to participate in God's redemptive plan in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And you and I can participate in God's redemptive plan wherever he sends us to when we have the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. God's generous provision extends beyond the immediate disciples. It is not restricted to a specific group of people, but it is accessible to all on whom the Spirit is poured out. Sons and daughters of God, young and old men, male and female servants, people of all walks of life, culture, nation and era In no matter what family you were born in you may not have had a rich family so that you're associated with the king but god says when i pour my spirit upon you he comes and he indwells you and he changes you and you can now do things that you could not have done before because he 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 quits you beyond your imagination do you recognize that there's a great change, things that you could not do when you did not know God, and you find that you you, you find that you're developing peace, you find that joy, you're finding that you're having joy when, when even in the face of adversity, you're finding that you can't pay your bills, but you understand there's something happening on the inside, and I and, and I can't I don't know what it is. There's something happening, but I don't know what it is. That something that people call something is someone called the holy spirit and when he comes to indwell he comes to take over he comes to 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 indwell you and to empower you and to give you the ability to do things you could not have done so before leaving the disciples jesus said you know what i'm gonna send this advocate this paraclete, this Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Helper, the Comforter, the Intercessor to be with you when I depart. In essence, God said, whatever need you have, the Holy Spirit can't fulfill in you. You need to be taught, he will teach you. You need to be comforted, he will comfort you. He comfort you. You need someone to be praying, he will pray over you even with unintelligible words that you do not understand. He speaks to you, he prays over you with groaning. You want a lawyer, he will be the lawyer. You need to know the truth, he will teach you the truth because he is the spirit of truth. The promise of the Holy Spirit as another advocate is significant because as the divine presence of Christ, the disciples would not be abandoned after Jesus' physical departure from earth. The Holy Spirit would come alongside them and he would guide them on the He empowers us to produce fruit of the Spirit. And he equips us with the spiritual gifts needed to continue the mission of God in the world. He comes to comfort and to teach when needed. So this morning, I want us to look at some other ways of the Holy Spirit according to this new covenant. Things that we would never have had if God did not write this new covenant upon our hearts regeneration the holy spirit brings about spiritual rebirth in believers enabling them to become new creations in christ can you believe it before you were, before you got regenerated before you gave your life to christ you were this old man bound by sin imagine all this money you don't even know where you would have been maybe you would have been visiting church. If you grew up in going to church. You may have been visiting. But imagine you would have been lost. You would have been so wrapped up and tangled up. And tied up in sin. Satan would have had you in his kingdom. But today you are free. If you have already accepted christ as your lord and savior the holy spirit comes and he says no longer are you the old man that you were you are now a new creation in christ jesus oh jesus he comes and he provides guidance and teaching the holy spirit leads and guides believers helping them to understand and apply god's truth as revealed in the scripture. Maybe you would never have had a desire for the scripture. At one point in time. Maybe you would have read it. And you have not understood it. Because the Holy Spirit has not illuminated the words of the Bible. And to give you the revelation. And so this morning you and I are so privileged. If we have already said yes to Christ. That we now can read the scripture. And trust the Holy Spirit. To give us the understanding that we need to apply the truth that we have read from the scriptures in our lives. Imagine just reading and not understanding what is applicable. Reading and not being a, be, not even being sure of how to live this. Have you ever tried to see people just trying to live the scripture because of moral compass? Morality don't cut it. You When you are morally right, you're not indwelled with the holy spirit when you give your life to christ the holy spirit indwells you and that changes how you live truth now looks different the way you live now looks different the holy spirit comes as empowerment the holy spirit empowers believers to live out their faith Equip them with spiritual gifts for service and enable them to bear fruit in their lives. What type of fruit? You think the, 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 the scripture is calling us to bear? Peace when there is war. Love when there is hatred. Joy when there is sorrow. Kindness when there is meagerness and stinginess. God is saying, in all of those circumstances that you find yourself in unloving ways, when I come and I indwell you, even the way you live with those who are unkind to you changes. Even the way that you live with those who are not so kind and mean-natured changes. Because he said, I empower you to live. I empower you to live as if you would never have lived before because I am doing a work in you. The Holy Spirit comes and he brings sanctification because he indwells. He works within believers to progressively transform them into the likeness of Christ. And by doing so, so he enables us to grow in holiness and to conform to God's will. You and I could never have a righteousness or holiness without the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. We could never have gotten it right. We would have tried, and we would have tried, and we would have tried, but we would have fallen along the way. Because you and uh, in and of ourselves, we do not have the ability to live sinless lives. I am so glad that God, through the Holy Spirit, has empowered us. That I can live a life of holiness when He says to us, Be holy as I, your God, am holy. It is doable because we are not doing it in and of ourselves. We are doing it with the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit who comes and nudges us and teaches us and then says to us, Obey. Everything would have been difficult without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and He brings unity and community. The Holy Spirit creates and fosters unity amongst believers, forming the church as body of Christ. You know how bad we would have lived with each other if there wasn't the Holy Spirit? You know how many lies we would have told each other if there wasn't the Holy Spirit? You know how much backbiting we would have been been having if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit? You know how many times we would have gossiped about each other and slandered each other if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit? But the Holy Spirit indwelling us says no. It changes our desires. It transforms us to look like Christ, to have the mind of Christ. So we start to think the way Christ thinks. We find ourselves thinking loving thoughts. when, in, in, one, one, in, in the past, we would have been thinking negative thoughts. We find ourselves wanting the best for others when in the past it will be all about me and we will be selfishly doing everything for our good, for our benefit. That's what the Holy Spirit comes and does in the life of a believer. He changes. He transforms. He empowers so that we can live. He gives us access to the Father because now you and I can go because he's now there as another advocate of Jesus who is teaching us how to relate to the Father. The Holy Spirit's role in the old covenant was selective and temporary, but in the new covenant, he brings a broader and a more universal work of the Spirit. In the new covenant, the Holy Spirit indwells all believers, empowering them and, and transforming their lives and enabling them to live out their faith, in a more profound and intimate relationship with god this morning i'm mindful that there are some of us who, who that empowering presence i'm talking about you don't have it actually you don't, you don't even know what it is you feel that you know the truth is i don't see no change in the way i live i try and i read my bible you know and that's sometimes the only change you may see i'm reading my bible and i'm praying But in terms of how I'm relating to others, I don't see any difference in the way I'm relating to others. I don't see any difference in my desire for the things of God. I don't think that God is my priority. I realize that I'm still holding on to me and holding on to what I have because I can't trust God that he can provide for me. I can't trust him that when I have a need, he will provide because I do not have the presence of the Holy Spirit that will guarantee me, that empowers me, that... teaches me, and comforts me. And so I find that I'm still trying to do things my way. I'm still trying to to do it for me. I'm still trying to, to work hard, and I'm still trying to think that it's all about me when God is saying to us, I have given you the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the one who will always be there with you changing you, causing you to live out the faith that you confess that you have in a more profound way than ever before. The one who now says, I am going to give you, allow you to have intimacy with the father. I am going to allow you not to just to know him or know of him, but I'm now going to allow you to be so intimate with him that as you walk, you desire to please him. As you wake in the morning, you're not doing devotion because devotion is something that you're told to do. You can't wait to go meet with your father because of the, the Holy Spirit inside of you drawing you to come to experience intimacy. This morning, I wanted to make to make it very real for us. I want to introduce the Holy Spirit. And I want you this morning right where you are to say to the Father, Father, I need the Holy Spirit today. I realize I've been safe for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 2, 3 years. But I don't see any difference. I don't see any change. I go to church every Sunday when I can. But I don't feel a passion for you that I should feel. I don't feel a zeal in me that I should feel. I don't have the desire for you the way I should. I find that it's still so easy to sin. Because I have nothing that is causing me not to or not to desire to sin. I find that I'm going off on my own way, Father. And and I'm trying to fix things. And I'm trying to work things out for my own good. But today, Lord, I'm saying I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. I need thee, Holy Spirit. I need thee. I cannot continue to live the way I am. Or else I'll be living according to my standard. My precepts, my laws. This morning, right where you are, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to be prayerfully to go before the Lord and say, "Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Come and fill me, so that I can I can do the thing that Jesus said I would be able to do. Come and fill me, because I see people in my office, I see my neighbors, and I really don't care if they die and go to hell, because I don't think about them. I'm just busy going about my day and doing what I need to do. I'm doing me. If you find that is that is your case, your 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 reality, I'm saying to you this morning, come. Let us go talk to the Holy Spirit and ask Him to come and to come inside of us. Come, come live in me. All my life. Take over. Come live in me. Come live in me. And I will ride. On eagle's wings. Come breathe in me. Take my life. Come live in me, Father. Come live in me, Jesus. I can't live this way. I cannot continue the way I'm, I, I am living. I need you to come and breathe in me. Come and indwell me so that I can be the witness, so that I can be the the, the voice, the person that you want to go and to serve. So write where you are this morning. Tashina can cue up a song for me. But in the meantime, I want you to write where you are this morning. We're going to be praying and we're going to be inviting the Holy Spirit to come into our lives this afternoon because I cannot continue to live the way I'm living. I cannot continue to live a life defeated. I cannot continue to live a life according to my own choosing. If I say I'm a believer, I cannot do things my own way. I have to yield. I have to surrender. I have to give the the Lord full access in me. And so I ask him this this afternoon, Father, come and breathe in me. Come and live in me if i was a malice keeper lord i still can't keep malice the way i used to keep malice. if i was unforgiving lord i still can't be as unforgiving as i used to be because father i cannot because he said when you come inside you transform you change and you empower me to do things that i could not have done so father whatever i could not have done without you Because I need you this morning. Because I'm calling you. Because I'm inviting you to come and live in me, Father. I'm expecting my life to change. Because my mind was wrapped up and I was in turmoil, God. But when you come, you you come to bring peace. You come to bring joy. And so if this morning or this afternoon you find that you are not at peace and you're not experiencing joy, maybe... You need to invite the Holy Spirit to come. Could it be? If you find that every day, you find that the life is going on the same way, you're not happy. You're overly concerned about your finances because you cannot trust God. Could it be that God is saying that, I want you to yield more of you to me and to trust me to be the empowering presence in your life? Could it be that after everything you have done and you have worked hard and you have worked hard and you have worked hard, you have worked hard at different things, relationship with your children, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your family, and it not working. Could it be that God is saying to you that what you need is the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit?